When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Jules with the OSE in summer mornings, 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Can you see the cricket going back to the Nine Network? If they did, would, you know, last time they had it, they'd, they'd sort of bring Bill out for every Boxing Day. You know, he's getting on Bill. He's in his 80s now, but imagine that. William Morris Boxing Day. As I said to Damien Fleming last hour, can you imagine Bill Laurie having called Scotty Boland in his debut? Would have blown the roof off the joint. Yeah, and happy to take your calls, one three hundred. 1170. Let's chat a bit of racing on the program now with our great mate Chris Nelson from SEN Track. We've got a big 10 race card at Randwick coming up on the weekend. Some good ones too in Doom and as we eye off the magic millions in three weeks' time on the Gold Coast is on the line right now. G'day, Chris. Good morning, Julian. How are you this morning? Mate, I'm going very well. Uh, just remember, you know, Bill Laurie back in the day. Can you picture that? You just imagine it. Yes. You know, just <laughs> screaming, oh, bowler, it's got... Oh, it'd be brilliant. That'd be brilliant. You know, he's, he's one of those few, isn't he, that just makes you run in from the next room. Uh, I think uh, I think I think I was saying this one the other day. The commentary team on, on Channel Nine they had their own identity, didn't they? And yeah, I think, they did. I think Billy Birmingham was probably responsible for that. But there was just there were just a, it was a great time to be watching cricket, wasn't it? Yeah, very great. So anyway, hopefully Australia can can wrap up this nameless trophy there at Boxing Day. And, and hopefully, too, it goes for, more than, <laughs> goes for more than two days. They say, you know, when the test goes five days. and then, Oh, is it over already? Great. My wife gets me to do stuff around the house. So come on, boys. <laughs> That's no good. Lift. Okay, <laughs> racing. Rand, plenty of good racing on, uh, particularly, as I said, 10-race card in Randwick. And race one over 1,100 to the two-year-olds. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on this race because uh, it's so important from a, a Magic Millions uh, viewpoint. Uh, the Magic Millions favourite goes around in this race, and the race is three weeks away, of course, the two-year-old classic. Empire of Japan goes around here, as does the second favourite, Platinum Jubilee. So they resume. Uh, whether they'll run the week before the Magic Millions remains to be seen, but the market uh, will probably favour one or the other quite strongly after this race on Saturday. But they also go up against Godfather, who's also in the, uh, the Magic Millions uh, calculations as well. He's had one start, and he won well at Eagle Farm. So that is a that is a cracking race to open the day at Randwick on uh, on Saturday. I'm not going to try and tip one in the race, uh-huh. but I, I, okay. but I you need yeah. to do you need to watch it from future viewpoint. Yeah, because two year olds are always a bit of a lottery, as you know. But you said Empire in Japan. I wonder if it's worth worth playing if it there for Team Snowden. I'm just reading here, maybe maybe a bit of value in cat number three Cathay bracelet, but uh, we shall wait and see. You don't buy number two uh, race number two over eighteen hundred. Well, yeah, there is one here that I do like. Uh, now, this horse has been racing up my way, trained by Chris Waller, and I speak of Logan Street Lion, number three. The one thing that he needs is a bit of ground. Now, he gets that here on Saturday. He has accepted for the Doombin meeting as well, which is 1,600 metres, but I'd prefer to see him go around here. 1,800 metres is what he's looking for, and he gets the services of J-Mac jumping on board from oh. gate number one. So he's got the right jockey, the right gate. He gets the extra trip. Hard to tip against him. Yeah, yeah, the five-year-old gilding, Logan Street line. He'd probably get him about four or five bucks too, so, so plenty of value yeah. uh, there. And we'll skip ahead to now, Chris, to race number eight over 1,800 metres. Yeah, just one here. Sorry, 1,200, 1,200. It's not 1,800, okay. my apologies. 
That's all right. That's another one to keep our eye of. It's come out of uh, Queensland. And the mayor's name is Sunshine in Paris, race eight, number 14. She's only had two starts. Uh, she won a maiden at Can- in Canberra. She won that very impressive. And she went straight to a listed race up here at Doombin. And she ran third behind a stroll and chitty boom. And she was really finding the line strongly there. Uh, had the race been run a little bit faster in front, <clears throat> excuse me, I think there's a chance she might have run home over the top of them. So she's been scratched a couple of times since. Hopefully she's not scratched Saturday. I think she'll go really close to winning that sunshine in Paris. Race eight, number 14. I like the name too. Uh, Chris Waller's got pretty wild, uh, reasonably short. Uh, can, can you just give me a quick tip or quick thought on uh, Anna Gain from the Jay Pride stables? I'm looking for the horse. What number is Number it? 13. Sorry, mate. To number 13. Yeah. That's all right. I've got that many pages here. And again, <laughs> first up run. First up run was quite good. Uh, that was behind Iona Merck. Now got back in the field that day and, and from a, an awkward sort of gate, uh, ended up wide pretty much most of the way. So I think we'll take a lot of improvement off mm. that run. Second up record's good. Two starts for two placings. So, yeah, wouldn't rule it out. But I'm going to favour mine, Julian. I'm yeah. going to favour Sunshine in Paris. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. Number 14, beautiful. All right, let's have a look at Doom and Chris, starting with race two. Yeah, I like one here, Greek Hero, race two, number two, down in class. So he went around last week at Eagle Farm and finished off the race really well, the end of 1,800, 2,000 metres on Saturday. I know he goes up uh, severely in the weights, the 60 kilos, but he's a horse that won with 62 and a half, five starts back. He carries weights, no problem. So the weight isn't the issue. The fact that he drops in grade is the big, big positive and the step up in distance. So I think Greek Hero can... Get us off to a, a good start reasonably early in the day. Race two, number two. Might have to get producer Charles to back that one because he has laid the boot into Marcus doing us on the program today. So one of those <laughs> ironic. Greek hero, race two, number two, and the second at Doombin. What about in race three? Uh, West of Africa here, one for uh, Annabelle Nisham, a lightly raced, uh, lightly raced colt he is. He's only had the six starts for two wins. He went around up here in some strong races over the winter carnival, and he was just sort of so-so. He didn't set the world on fire, didn't place, but he's come back a different horse this time in. His first up win at Warwick Farm was good. His second up, second at Eagle Farm, was very good last start. He really hit the line strongly there at the end of 1,400. So up he goes to 1,600 metres on Saturday. His jockey, Brodie Loy, will probably take him right back from that outside gate and save him up for one crack at them in the straight, and I can see him just mowing them down. And the outside fence. Yeah, my kind of finishing too. So Doombin race three, like West of Africa and the fifth in Doombin. Well, I just sort of touched on this one as well. Another two-year-old race, uh, the McLaughlin Stakes, a quarter of a million dollar race. This is a very important Magic Millions lead up also. You can make a case for just about any horse in the race. Uh, first starter from the Snowden team, uh, Godzilla. Trials have been good. Uh, I think 1,200 metres on debut is perfect. But I'm going to go with one here at a bit better value, and it's number four, Works. Again, for Annabelle Nisham. One start for a fifth at Eagle Farm behind Godfather. Uh, it's, so the punters out there will know what I'm talking about. The sectionals home were just about as good as the winner. And for a horse that really never got into the clear, that was a very, very good effort. I think it opened up around $31, and it's certainly not $31 now. So have something, race five, number four, Works. Yeah, a bit of value there, race five, number four. Okay, mm-hmm. so the ones we've looked at today, Chris, before we let you go, who, who's your best? My best would probably be West of Africa, okay. race three, number three at Doombin, yeah. Doombin, race three, number three, West of Africa, over the mile. Thank you, Chris. We've written all those down. Happy punting. We'll speak soon. And, and Merry Christmas, too. Uh, 
Yeah, you too, Julian. All the best to you and yours and, and all the listeners. Appreciate it. There he is, Chris Nelson from SEN Tracks. Uh, West of Africa. You want a little dabble? Doombin race three on the weekend west of Africa. But even in the 50, says works at a bit of value. So I might have a, a flutter on that as well. 0457 736 736 is the text line number. Stuart says, uh, what the majority of the sixes need, yeah, because they're playing tonight against the Hurricanes, are a new birth certificate. They're mostly over the hill. Don't say that. You'll upset our good mate Socky, 38 years young. Steve Smith said to me only a couple of months ago, he's the best spinner in the Big Bash, Steve O'Keefe. And the worst thing I did was say that to Steve O'Keefe because now he's got a massive head. A massive head. A head the size of his backside. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Socky. Uh, Jules says, Simo, and Simo sent this in the first hour, and I know you're a mad Tigers fan, Simo. I would love to experience again the unbridled joy of the Tigers beating Saints in the 2005 qualifying final. That was a shocker. That was a shocker. Of course, that was the same day where the Swans had defeated West Coast. Remember that well? One point. Sorry, was that? No, three points, and they lost by one point a year later. That atmosphere was next level. I know I was there. The arrogance of the Dragon supporters is overwhelming. That was our year. Pardon me, Simo. That was our year. What a sight. But I keep coming back. There's only eight points in the end. Yes, it was a bit of Benji magic. Trent Barrett makes a break, gets tackled, thought he had a marker, got up to play. Whistle blows. Penalty. Penalty. Now they just say go back and play it. They had all the momentum. You know, it swings and roundabouts. What could have been? But well done to the Tigers. It was a magical year. And, you know, I like the Tigers. That's very, very special because they came from the clouds to win the Comp in 05. I was actually at that grand final too. I was probably at about uh, almost near the 20-metre line with Benji and the break and the little flick to Pat Richards, pretty magic. And I also saw, was it Paul Bowman? The mistake of the end goal. It had destiny written all over it for you Tigers fans. Thank you. Uh, Skip from Robertson, how did I miss this? Because I said, you know, Jimmy Higgs, shocker. Bruce Reed, probably the worst bat I've seen. Totally forgot about Chris Martin. And the other Chris, we mentioned both Chris Martins on the program today, Alex, haven't we? Chris Martin from Coldplay, talking about the conscious uncoupling between St. George and Illawarra. Chris Martin, the key with the worst stick around, Jules, I swear he was blind. Yeah, he was a shocker. He was seriously bad. I've almost, you know what, I had this discussion with my brother. I said, if you trained every day in the nets for the good part of a year, do you reckon you could end up batting better than Chris Martin? I reckon you're half a chance. I'm going to bring up his stats after the news headlines.